Your time is now. The world needs leaders. It's up to you to answer the call. Be better in business. Be better in life. Joined by our host, Chris Book. This is Leading by the Book. Hey guys, welcome to Leading by the Book. I'm Chris Book. Hope you all enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend, and now I hope you're ready to get back at it. If you like the show, definitely be sure to subscribe. We love it when you guys spread the word. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can always find me at leadingbythebook.com. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at Chris Book or on LinkedIn at Chris Book. Today we're going to talk about something that I've been noodling around in my head for a while here. And I think it's something that's probably come to be just because of where we're situated in the calendar year here. We're right between Mother's Day and Father's Day. And then actually right between those two holidays as well. We have the birthday of our two-year-old twins, and certainly a lot of thought-provoking events in that, um, beyond the usual, just where does all the time go. But I've been really spending a great deal of time thinking about the roles that those of us that are parents play. Of course, those are roles that we all know well. There's the caregiver, healer, the counselor, and of course, the list goes on. But there's one thing that, in my opinion, gets really neglected by parents. And it's this idea that they must be leaders. Even if you're not a parent, I think it's important to pay attention here. You may well become a parent someday, but even if not, there are lessons here that are so directly applicable to those of you that are leading teams or are going to lead teams in any facet of life. So look around at parents. More parents are miserable, probably more miserable than ever. And they're certainly more stressed, more anxious, and more burdened than ever before. When my wife was pregnant with our boys, it seemed that there was an endless line of people that were lined up just waiting to tell me how my life was, quote, over. Admittedly, I was nervous about having kids. We waited quite some time, strictly so that we could ensure we were able to devote the necessary time and energy to our kids so that they grew up to be people that we respected and admired. But this idea that my life was over just always seemed like such a stretch. The viewpoint of one's life ending when they have kids, though, isn't just something that's expressed from single guys in a bar that are trying to give you a hard time. Many of the people that actually express that opinion are people that have children and actually feel that way. And I see individuals with young kids openly express resentment for how their lives have changed negatively because of their children. Even look at pop culture and movies. It's the same thing there. Time and time again, we see the overworked, underrested parent wishing they were anywhere but with their kids and just openly resenting it. And I think this attitude has really, in turn, reflected in children. Kids today are unbelievably anxious, and it's almost as if they're in a constant state of burnout. And how can that be? So anxious are our kids that there was a recent Wall Street Journal article I read that detailed how Kids that are around 20 years of age, maybe, maybe almost 30, and some that are even younger, so basically your millennial age group here, are actually afraid to answer the front door. Because when the doorbell rings, according to so many of these kids, you just never know who is on the other side. And then look at a child's schedule to explain the burnout. Travel sports used to mean that you played games in other towns. Now it means that you play games in other states, and from a lot of people I've heard about recently, in other countries. The demands of these schedules and the anxiety that's created in our kids have led to a generation that is frankly on the brink of chaos. Now, it's common to bash millennials. I get that. 
But the facets of their behavior that drive us nuts are really just reflections of the parents that have raised them. So rather than bashing a specific age group, let's look inward for the answer and the solution here. After all, the answer to every problem always starts and begins with us. We're leaders. That's what leaders do. We look inward for the answer. We take ownership of these problems. But perhaps that is the problem. Because among the many things that we expect parents to be in our society, leaders is not one of them. If we've learned anything over the course of our time you know, with this consultancy and this podcast, it's that leadership doesn't just happen, and it's not a byproduct of the many roles that we play. It requires us to be deliberate and focused on leadership itself. We know it's the single most important factor in any situation. So why as parents do we not make it our single most important mission? Just as we protect our own time, so too must we protect that time of our kids. Just as our teams need missions, so too do our children. Just as we need to communicate clearly at work, so we need to with our children. Leadership is the most important quality that our children can see in us. So as parents, when we recognize that we are leaders, we must also recognize that raising kids is not a burden, but rather a calling to lead them to something greater. This doesn't have anything to do with how much money you make, where you live, or anything else for that matter. It doesn't even matter how smart you are. Recently, I heard a really stunning and incredible example. Many of you know the name Ben Carson. He's currently the Secretary of Health and Human Services, and he's been actively involved in the political arena here for quite some time, actually. But before he was a political figure, before he was a world-class pediatric neurosurgeon with degrees from Yale and Michigan, before he was anything, he was Ben Carson, soon-to-be third-grade dropout. He ranked at the bottom of his class. He was unmotivated. He was commonly acting out. He was on the verge of getting kicked out of school. And when his mother got wind of this, she gave him a simple task. Each week, he would have to read a book and write a report on it. Not for school, just simply for her. Now, of course, the rest is history. But what Ben Carson would learn many years later is that his mother could not actually even read. Just because you might not be the smartest person or have a certain skill set does not mean that you cannot lead people down a certain road. That's a powerful, powerful concept for us as leaders, and one that many leaders in new positions struggle with. And of course, all parents find themselves in a new position. So perhaps this is the limiting force for parents, that because we're not experts in a certain area, somehow we deem ourselves unable to lead our children. I think related to that is the idea of thinking big. Parents are really quick to resign their children to their own lots in life and to sell their children short. As parents, we must we must do the opposite. We need to provide leadership to our children so that they can be successful in life. And that doesn't mean that we have to be successful in order to do it. It's one thing to say that, though. But we must do it ourselves. We must be deliberate about leading our children. And we, need, we don't need to be experts in order to do it at all. So don't mistake what I'm advocating here. This doesn't mean that we're supposed to be helicopter parents or push our children down paths that they don't want to go down. But we must, by all means, instill in them the drive for something greater and the love of the process of pursuing it, whether or not they actually even end up achieving that goal. The best way to do so, though, is for us to be the example. 
As a parent, when your kids were born, did you abandon your goals and missions in life? Or did you continue to pursue them with all of the discipline and energy that you can muster up? Do your children see that you're pushing yourself to be something better every day? Do they see you working hard at work? Do they see you constantly improving your fitness, maintaining a healthy diet, and being deliberate in the way that you interact with them? Or do they see people that have given up? Do they see a parent that's caved into the overwhelming demands placed on them and are simply running out the clock while hoping that things don't go too bad? Do you want to prevent your life from ending when your kids are born? It's a simple way to do it. Make yourself better each day and make your kids better each day. Make them into something and someone that you respect and be that someone that you respect yourself. That mission and the work pursuing it will provide you with all of the fullness that your life is craving and set the next generation of kids up for success. And guess what? It means that your life isn't over. It means that when you have kids, your life, your mission, your calling, and your role as a leader is just beginning. That's all we've got for this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'd love to hear what you think. Again, get in touch with me, leadingbythebook.com, on Twitter at Chris Book, or on LinkedIn at Chris Book as well. I'm wishing you all a great week. I hope you can put some of this to work in your own lives. We'll see you next time.